Welcome to Be More Super, the podcast. Up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. An action-packed podcast where we'll discuss all things entertainment. You're the answer to are we alone in the universe? Conventions, prop collecting, cosplay, interviews, reviews, and so much more. The show starts with host Brian Gardner right now. So on this week's episode of Be More Super, the podcast, I'm really excited because um, I've got a lot in common with this guest as we share the same passion. Uh, This guest is the host and co-creator of Prop Culture on Disney+, Plus, one of the shows that I'm so thankful for because it's recognizing the world of props and all the hard work that's done behind the scenes because we focus on the stars, the A-list but we often forget the work and the passion that gets put into, you know, behind the scenes and costumes and props. It's, of course, Dan Lanigan. Dan, welcome to the show, my man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. It is a pleasure. And do you know what? This is quite, quite uh, good because my show is sponsored by a wonderful company called Prop Store, which are based in L.A. and I, in the UK. I've never heard of Prop Store. <laughs> Stephen Lane straight on the phone. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be calling me right after this thing. <laughs> and it's great. And do you know what? Your background is wonderful. So from the guessing, on the right is Sean Connery's outfit. And on the left is, of course, Harrison Ford. Um, it is. So, so before we jump into the world of props, uh, which just excites me completely, um, how is everything with you with I, I, I bet every interview you've done, they start off with, how are you doing in these unprecedented times? You know, uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, all things considered, uh, my family and I have uh, weathered this fairly well, um, and uh, it got it better than most. So I am not um, complaining in, in the least, just trying to keep the spirits bright and prepare for when this thing's over and can jump into fun, great, interesting things. And to be honest, if, if it was the end of the world and I was surrounded by the stuff that's behind you right now, I think I would be fine. I would. And you know what? I've just noticed Abe Sapien um, right at the back in the corner. That's right. And that's fantastic because I've just interviewed Doug Jones on the show. Oh, really? Yeah. I hear he's a really great guy. Oh, do you know what? He's so lovely and he's got a passion for Jane Seymour because I interviewed her last week as well. So we had a little chat about that. Um, so before we jump into um, yeah. prop, prop culture, uh, I noticed on IMDb, you did a show called Race to the Scene. I did. It yeah, that was awesome. the first thing I worked on. Why don't we get stuff like that in the UK? You know, I don't know. I don't know. It was... Uh... It was a crazy idea that we had. Uh, it was a, originally pitched as a uh, docu-series about finding and exploring locations where movies were made. Uh, you know, physical buildings and places and trying to, to f- figure out where these great iconic scenes happened. And eventually, you know, based on what the market was looking for and what we were able to put together, it turned into a competition reality show that still had those elements in it. And it was fun. Got to work with Dolph Lundgren. He was, he was a lot of fun to work with. Um, he did a lot of crazy, goofy things with us that me and my writing partner, Andy, uh, put together, put him in a, a wedding dress and 
a bunch wow. of other crazy things and he was just he just was up for <laughs> for the fun of it come on who pitched that idea to Dolph you know who, who who went up to him and said look Dolph we need you in a wedding dress who who, who was a brave one uh actually uh, I was one of those people that was uh, really? that, yeah 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 because you know <laughs> why not you know at, at, at its core I love comedy and I and I and, and that's what I want to do uh you know as much going forward and uh, you know, goofy Monte Python esque kind of stuff is right up my alley. And would you ever do another uh, race, race to the scene at all? I mean, was that based in LA or was it all over the country? Uh, that was based in, well, it, it was supposed to be all over the country eventually uh, because of budgetary reasons. It was just LA. I wouldn't, I don't know if I would do a competition show, maybe. I never say no, but I would love to revisit the idea of you know, iconic film location. Oh, that would be fantastic. Uh, you come up with an interesting format to, to put it around and, and make it, you know, interesting. Thing, the thing is, you don't see many shows like that that actually goes behind the scenes. And it'd be awesome to see. I mean, I've, I've, I've been to the house that The Exorcist was filmed outside of. Oh, oh, oh that's and, awesome. And you know what? It's, it's half the house. I didn't realise that they put ply, plywood... Uh, to make it closer closer to the steps, I think it's Prospect Avenue in Washington. I did not know that actually. Yeah. So and then I I, I peeked over the actual uh, gate and there was a dog on the front porch, and the light was on. I was thinking, <laughs> do these people know where they're living? And then of course across the road is St Elmo's Fire. So um, it, it, it's <laughs> what a all, location! It's all in one area, which is awesome. Um, so let's talk about prop culture which is currently still streaming on uh, disney plus and it's yep. a fantastic show i'm part of many groups on facebook around movie prop collecting and when this show as am i excellent and when this show got announced it, it went crazy it really did you know we was all looking forward to it we're all chatting chatting about it and, and get, getting excited how did the show come about how 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 did it blossom you know, this is an idea that I've been nurturing and trying to get made for five, six, seven years now. Uh, you know, I've been a prop collector for 20 years, uh, and I got into television and movie production through prop collecting, uh, kind of a, a backwards way of doing uh, that. But um, I felt like it was a really interesting world to delve into uh, these amazing, iconic art pieces and how they're made and who made them and, and tell those stories. And, you know, sometimes a great idea is too early and, and sometimes, uh, you know, it doesn't work out, but I didn't give up and I kept pushing and pushing and pushing. The show kept being kind of molded. And eventually Disney, we got to Disney, Disney's doing their own, you know, network, Disney plus, and they, they saw the idea and they, they really liked it. And they allowed us to, to do this with with their movies and it was uh, just a wonderful experience and in the show you cover everything from mary poppins to tron to uh my two favorites honey i shrunk the kids and who framed roger rabbit which i thought was amazing uh, which one was your favorite to, to 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 film you know um it's hard because i went into the series with an expectation that who Framed Roger Rabbit and The Nightmare Before Christmas were going to be my favorites because those were, and, and probably as a film, are my favorites of the eight. Um, but I, I really was surprised at, you know, things like 
Mary Poppins, which I knew from when I was a kid, and, and I had memories of my dad watching, you know, sections of it with my father. But delving into that story, it really leveled, it really was, um, enlightened the movie for me. It really made it more important. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is another one where I enjoyed the film, uh, and I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Rick Moranis, but sitting down with him was just blew me away, just being able to hang out with him. And, and honestly, the, the, you know, the, 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 the kids from Narnia, um, the, those guys were amazing just to hang out yeah. with and just so lovely and so friendly and real. Um, it just, every episode stands out. For yeah. Me. I mean, how did you find these props? Because I know that Mary Poppins, for instance, the bag, apparently it, it was in someone's basement for years and they didn't yeah. even know what it was. Imagine that having some, something of that value or that, that substance being just left in your basement. I think everyone's checking their attics and base basements right now thinking, Oh, what can we find? So yeah, see what so, Gran has or your, your parents had that who knows what it, what kind of history it has. Yeah. Well, uh, to say, to, to say that my wife's auntie and I only knew recently she was actually in star Wars. She was in the original star Wars. She played uh, Cabe, is it the bat headed Oh really? Yeah, so she shared the <laughs> she she shared the role with Rusty Coffee. And wow. apparently um Rusty took over half halfway through because of the actual uh, head was was too too uncomfortable for her. And apparently she 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 got paid mostly in props. But do you know what? I have tried to find any information, but they're all gone. <laughs> but sadly she passed passed away about ten years ago, but she was in everything from the elephant man to to a, a lot of um time bandits wow and uh, uh a partner was marcus um i can't remember his surname now marcus powell i think it is and he's been in a lot a lot a lot of stuff so so i think everyone might have props somewhere hidden hidden about yeah um, you know you know that's the funny thing is you don't know you know without the ref referential information of why something might be important. Who knows what your, your family may have or your friend's family, because you know, the stuff, it was important to them at the time. And if they got to keep it, they probably kept it and stored it away, but nobody else knows what it is till you discover it and then find out what that story is. Yeah. That's where it gets really interesting. See, see, I was chatting to Stephen Lane a while back uh, in an interview and I actually interviewed him in his office and his office would blow you away. It, it really oh, I've been there. Have I've you? been there a few times. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Wow. Steve, you know, Steven and I go way back. I was oh. joking earlier on when I said, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what prop stores, but yeah, Steven, Tim Laws, Brandon yeah. Allinger, they're, they're all good pals of mine. Oh, amazing, amazing pe pe people. And I remember when I was doing the interview, I couldn't focus right because there was a, a Christopher Reeve Superman costume behind <laughs> me. There was uh, Jack, Jack Nicholson's Joker cost costume in front of me. And it's just crazy. But he was saying that um, prop collecting um, back in the day was quite easy because people didn't realize what they had and it was quite yeah. available with the lack of in in internet. And now it's become a lot harder. I mean, back when you was collecting um, in the States, how easy was it back in the day? You know, uh, I think it's interesting in, in the UK, especially in London, because so much production was happening there, there were a lot of people that worked on these films and you could kind of reach out to them. I think it was that way in Los Angeles. 
in the early days, but I, I started collecting from Chicago. So it was a little bit more difficult, um, you know, using early computer systems, I guess, uh, you know, BBSs and things to get information in magazines. And then, you know, eventually I started flying out to LA and trying to find stuff that way. But um, it was a little more difficult for me. Uh, but the people that grew up in Los Angeles and had an interest, they could get a hold of the stuff fairly easily. Mm. And and who sourced all the props then for the show for prop prop culture? Was it yourself or was it a team of researchers? Uh, no, 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 no. We we had we had researchers and myself. So I, I going into prop, uh, prop culture, I brought in a few people that I felt comfortable with that knew the world, and then I would share information and reach out to people, and we would all because a, a lot of it isn't just finding the pieces it's it's also finding the story and finding somebody that can talk to it we found a lot of great pieces that we couldn't really get great stories for so it's there's a lot of work that goes into figuring out the right story for the show that connects to the narrative and and all that kind of stuff and then we had a lot of discoveries uh within the show that was fun like um the uh pirates episode when we went down to um of the Caribbean, we had no idea that we were going to come across the post that uh, Jack uh, Sparrow arrives on. Jack, uh, you know, um, Johnny Depp arrives on. And we just were at this bar uh, with Penny Rose, and sure enough, there it is. Boom. And we're like, hey, that looks a lot like it, but it's, <laughs> it can't be it. It's like, oh, no, that's the one from production. And sure enough, we pull out the movie, and, you know, that's that kind awesome. of stuff happened in the show, which was fun. But that wasn't – we couldn't go into the show and do the show from that perspective. We had to go out and try and find it beforehand. And, yeah. and, but there were still a lot of discoveries in that as well. That is awesome. And, are, and do we know yet if we're going to get a season two? We don't. We don't. Um, I cross my fingers. But, uh, you know, we're working on some ideas, and hopefully it, we can make it happen. But – you never know. Disney Plus has got a lot of stuff on their plate right now, especially with uh, Disney as a whole with what's going on with COVID yeah. and stuff. So, I mean, if we did have a second se- season, um, any ideas of what films you would like to cover? Oh, oh gosh, the list is super long. Um, you know, it's funny is as Jason Henry, my my partner on the show, uh, uh as we're going through the movies that we want to do and we're, you know, we, we, we focus it in a different list. So like, what do I want to do and what do we think we can find stuff with? And what do you think we have good stories with? And what do we think Disney's going to want to promote? Um, and, you know, we're always going back and forth and what do, what do the fans want as well? And, uh, but for me personally, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark, as you can see, I'm a bit of an indie fan. Um, Star Wars would be amazing. Uh, I don't collect Star Wars. I did early in my days of collecting, but it was always so hard to get good stuff that I decided to go the route of everything but Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I know a lot of great work, a lot of great pieces are. Dragon Slayer is a huge film for me. I would love to do an episode on that. It's a bit of a, you know, a, a, a deeper down the dark hole of uh, lost Disney movies. Um, uh, Princess Bride, now it's oh. Fox film, it's now Disney. That would be amazing. Prin- I mean, there's just so many great so many great movies that you could do. And Princess Bride was literally filmed probably a 10-minute drive from where I live now. It, 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 it was filmed a lot in Derbyshire and, and Haddon Hall, which is literally 
I could pro- probably cycle in five, five, five minutes to the castle, you know, but uh, Princess Bride <laughs> so is absolutely cool. amazing. Absolutely Brilliant amazing. Film. Brilliant film. Um, so why do you think prop collecting has become so popular now? Because, you know, I, you know, for me, um, you know, I, I, I collect props and I'll just show, show, show you a few now. Uh, these are all from prop store uh, because, okay. again, getting props can be a minefield. It really can because it's all about reputation. It's all about trust. And it's all about the, you know. Very true you know everything like that so um it's this is from serenity which is oh, the very blade, cool. the, op, the op, operative blade yeah i was gonna say the operative uh, blade handle right yeah yeah this is from stabbing um <laughs> mal um some dollar from some, serenity some money, yeah I've, I've got some of that myself have you i've got loads yeah I've got, and then this so i've got a superman crystal but not here. It's in a frame box lit, which I've had for about 15 years, uh, oh, which nice. I, I, I will never sell. Um, it's seen me all over the world, bless it. Uh, but this as well, which is a Superman production news script. Oh, cool. Oh, Superman um, 3. Yeah, which was owned by David Lane, who was the second unit director. It's got his na- name at the front. Um, so That's awesome. So, I, I heard that you mentioned uh, in previous in- interviews that everything's very emotionally led, uh, which is complete, completely true. You know, I don't, I don't yeah. know about you, but I, I collect and own things because, you know, it's if, if I love something so much, knowing that I've got a piece of that that was on screen. I mean, I've got Keith Sutherland's um, screen news shirt and jeans from 24. Uh, oh, from, that's cool. From season five that I got from Prop Store. And a great, um, great show. Yeah. And I've actually met Keith for a couple of a couple of times, and I really um, thought, shall I get him to sign it? And I thought, no, no, I I, I would rather get it box box framed. Um, so, out of the collection that you've got, uh, what is the thing? So, say if you had to go to a desert island by yourself, and you had to pick three of your props to take with you, what three would they be? That's tough. That is tough. You know, do I think of it from a uh, historical perspective? Like if I were to take three props that will get preserved long past I'm my death on that island, and I know that societies, they're going to get saved, then I would pick things like maybe the Blade Runner gun and the Jack Skellington head. Uh, and maybe the indie costume and whip, uh, something that would be relevant. But um, I don't know. I, it's it's tough. You know, I, I collect and I do buy and sell, uh, but there are some pieces that I buy that I don't think I'd ever sell because they're too close to me. You know, they're too they're too important to me. Uh, the Blade Blade Runner as a film is really important to me. Um, yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark as a film was very important to me, you know, and, and I collect from my personal love of film. Um, and I think honestly, most, I shouldn't say most people, but people that collect sports memorabilia and music memorabilia and movie memorabilia usually collect because they're obsessed with a film. They're obsessed with a band or a song. They're obsessed with a team and those, those objects retain magic from those 
those experiences. Um, and that's why they collect. Now, some people that collect like trinkets and, and pop figures and stuff, I don't think they have the same emotional attachment. They still enjoy it just as much because it's, it's collecting is more than just emotional connect. But when you do collect from an emotional connection to something, it, it's what allows people or it, it convinces people to spend so much money on this stuff because it's crazy money. Some of this, these things go for, Oh, but it's, if it's important to you and you know, eventually if you have to sell it, you can make a little bit of money on it, then it's, then it's worth it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, a Chris, Chris Christopher Reeve suit, you're looking at 150,000, which yep. I, I will never be able to afford. Uh, because I'm married and um, <laughs> she, won't, <laughs> she won't let me. I mean, she's slowly coming around to, to knowing the value of, of, of things. You see, I, I hate to, to uh, get props to sell. I really do. It, it really makes me... I had a Hellboy body vest, uh, an Oakley body warmer that he wears in the second part right. of the movie uh, with, with Ron right. Hillman. And I sold that at auction in LA quite a few years ago. And... I didn't like it. And looking back now, every time I watch Hellboy, I'm like, mm, I should have kept it. I should have kept it. Um, so how was working with Dis Disney? Because Disney, uh, you know, amazing company. They can be a re have a reputation of being quite, um, you know, stern and direct, which, you know, some, some companies can be. How was the relationship with, with, with you during the show? Was, was it good? Yeah, no, I think it was good. Um, you know, they were very busy with other stuff. So a certain amount of, of, of freedom, uh, but they did know what they wanted and uh, they, you know, they know what they didn't want. Um, and, you know, sometimes that can be a little bit problematic when you're going a different direction. But ultimately, you know, you look what they let us do and I have nothing but a gratitude to, to yeah. you know, Dan Silver and his team for over at Disney Plus for, you know, doing what they, they allowed us to do. Yeah. Uh, and I think we made something special, you know. A lot of great people worked on our show. We had a lot of great guests, um, you yeah, know. I mean, and, I mean uh, Rick, Rick Moranis is, is very much secluded from Hollywood. He has been for many years. So what was it like to actually get him in front of the camera? Because I know he's just done a uh, Mint advert with Ryan Reynolds, which is yes, right, which is really good. Um, yeah. But you sat down with him, chatting with him, and all I could have in the back of my mind was space balls. I don't know why, but uh, he is one of my childhood heroes. So to see him in front of the screen was fantastic. What was he like, you know, behind the camera when you wasn't filming? You know, um, it was it was very difficult to get him to agree to do it, and because uh, uh, you know we hadn't come out with the show yet, nobody knew what our show was going to be like. But ultimately, we figured out something that was good for everybody, and he it was willing to do it. And he came on the show, and he was a little like, "Okay, what are you guys are going to do?" I mean, he's, he's a little I wouldn't say standoffish, but a little serious. Cautious. He was cautious, and. Uh, once I sat down with him and I think even before the cameras were rolling, we started talking about strange brew and, you know, SCTV and, and his, uh, you know, his directorial debut with, with strange brew and how much of a fan I was of that. And, you know, he started to warm up and, you know, I will tell you, I've, you know, I, I did a lot of interesting interviews on the show. 
Um, and I wasn't really nervous with most of them because I just look at it as like, I'm just going to have another conversation with a person that has information that I want to know about and, and I'm going to have fun with it. I'm going to goof around, you know? Yeah. And with him, you know, this is somebody that meant a lot to me. And now this guy is off and nobody talks to him anymore, you know, from the press. So it was, I was a little nervous, but ultimately it worked out well. And, and he, he seemed to enjoy it. It was, it was great. I, I, uh, I look back as one of the, 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 the highlights of, of season one. That is awesome. And when we talk about uh, props and and filming, do you think um, the way that the film industry is going with CG effects, do you think that's going to slowly kill off the prop collecting world? No, no. I think props, until, until characters, actors are being replaced wholeheartedly by animated figures, and I'm not talking about like animated movies, but I mean, you know, if, if, they, if cameras are not being used anymore and you're not filming actors, there's no need for props. But until that happens, even with, you know, uh, stagecraft, uh, you know, CGI backgrounds, you still have actors that have to interact with props and, mm. and some set pieces. Set piece design and building practically, you know, that big sets and big locations might slowly go away but it all it comes down to technique and and you know cost and I, ultimately there's something about somebody holding something that uh comes through you know if you're holding a blue ball uh with a stick attached to it and, and cgi it's a, it's a rifle it still looks weird you know and, and like you look at um i'll give you an example avengers uh was it four three or four, it's one of the infinity ones, um, with the infinities, where, where the characters all get in the, uh, the time travel suits, right? Yep. And they have these suits that come up over them, and it's all those, those suits are CGI. It does not look the same as if they were actually wearing a leather suit with the helmet. Mm. It's, it, you can tell, even now, you can tell that it's not real. Mm. Um, most people don't care. Most people look good enough, but I think there's some quality of life and light that, you know, when you shoot something practically and you need physical props for that. It doesn't mean you can't design them in the computer and print mm -hmm. them out and then finish them, but still a physical object for an actor to interact with yeah, uh, because or sit on or walk past to be inspired by. Because I feel it is, is, it's like going from like um, what they call eight track in, in, in the States to, to tape, to CD, yeah. to digital. And it's right. like that in, in, in the film industry. But hopefully it will make a full circle because uh, records uh, are, are, make, are making a comeback. They yeah, they are. are. Um, so where, where are you right now? Is this your office or is this your workspace? This is, this is my personal museum that I have. Wow. It's kind of an office. It's kind of a living space that I have that I display some of my, my you know, treasures that I've uh, picked up over the years that uh, – and it, you know, it's 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 a fun inspiration to, for when I'm working on other creative projects, to kind of see all this stuff, and it gives me ideas, and it's great, it's great. And will you be bidding on the auction at Prop Store on the first and second of December? Have you? Well, I don't know if I'll be bidding, but I will tell you that I bid on the last one and won a few pieces, so um, I will probably be bidding. Uh, yes, Stephen, uh, Brandon, I will be bidding probably, <laughs> but I, I, but honestly, I don't know too much of what's in that auction yet. 
They haven't can, shared that with me because that's top secret. And can you mention maybe a piece that you may have got from that auction or do you not, not want to inc- disclose uh, that? Yes, I, 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 I can say that. Uh, I picked up um, uh, the um, Brainstorm helmet Correct. from the movie Brainstorm. Well, yes, it's, uh, it's a, a film from the 80s that uh, uh, Christopher Walken was in. It's got a lot of controversy around it. It's a really cool, trippy sci-fi film. I love science fiction, yeah. and um, I, love, uh, I love anything around science fiction. So, That's yeah, awesome. I, t- I generally tend to go after stuff like that. <laughs> so, what, so what's next now then for you? So what are you working on at the mo- mo- moment that we might be, be able to see soon or in the future? Because I've got to say, a lot of the stars that I'm interviewing, this is such a creative time because everything's stopped and, and maybe they're not working or filming. It gives them time to, to write To work on new ideas, and, yeah. Yeah, so, so what are you working on at yeah. the moment? Or, uh, you know, uh, developing a couple scripts for... Uh, uh, television as well as a feature, uh, working on a couple unscripted ideas, working on, you know, hopefully more prop content uh, going forward, just a lot of different things. You know, it's been, it's been great to be able to dive into some stuff that I haven't had time to do before. So, uh, and you know what, I hope, I hope these film studio studios are ready because you know what, when everything's back to filming, they're going to be inundated by everyone they really yeah, with are all these ideas you're right yeah there's going to be scripts literally yeah miles high dan well thank you. i mean here's the thing the studios yes. will be in a good position because they it'll be a dime a dozen for good ideas because so many people will have them right now they're they're weathering out the the industry but if they can surface on the other end they'll, they'll probably be able to get some good stuff for less than they normally would have to pay yeah and i suppose they're not going to be rushed to uh to start no. filming because all, all these films are being pushed back, like James Bond and Wonder Woman, um, you know, so uh, they... Well, they, I mean, the theaters, who wants to go to the theaters, right? I know, it's a shocking time, is, isn't it? I mean, there's going to be like a, you know, a knock-on effect, a domino effect within the industry. But you know what? There was loads of controversy with, with Mulan on Dis- Di- Disney+. Plus. Everyone, com- everyone complaining about spending nineteen ninety nine to watch a mo- mo- movie. I would in a heartbeat spend nineteen ninety nine because you're in the comfort of your own, own home, you're safe, you're healthy, you've got your kids, you can get whatever you want to eat <laughs> at a good cost. I did the same thing. I went and I bought it without a heartbeat and watched it with my family. Yeah. So, so it was a great opportunity. But I also love going to the theater and, oh, you yeah. know, more and more of these films that are going straight to, you know, video on demand, uh, it's going to make that theater going experience more difficult to justify yeah. for yeah. the studios and for the companies that have these theaters. Mm, definitely. It's a, it's a tough time. Yeah, it is. I mean, there's nothing like going to an IMAX and watching, you know, a proper, I went to the, the IMAX in yeah. L- L- London. I don't know if you've ever been there, but I saw Superman returns for the first time. And it was one of the first films that were partly in 3d. And it is that was, the round building? Yeah. Yeah, so I've been in there for the prop store auction, yeah. but I didn't actually see a film there. Well, well, the screen actually curves all like all the way round. It's wow. unbelievable, and it's rake seat seating, and it feels like you're in the screen. Um, so that is like the proper IMAX experience. Yeah. Um, so if anyone gets get gets a chance, 
visit the IMAX in London. Uh, Dan, thank you so much for giving me your time. I'm super jealous. Absolutely. Super jealous with, with everything you've got. And I know that every time I nip down to Prop Store and have a walk around their warehouse, I'm, I'm like a kid at, at Disney. Uh, yeah, they, they, they have a, a really great organization. Um, I've been working with Stephen buying pieces and working with him on different projects for years. And, uh, you know, uh, it doesn't get any really much more professional than Stephen Lane and Prop Store in this industry. They've got a great reputation and they've earned it. Uh, and, you know, they've got good stuff. So I don't, I mean, they're not paying me to, to, to pitch for them, but since they are your, your uh, client with this, your show, yeah. I'll, I'll back it. They, they, they know their stuff. So, yeah. I mean, every time I've, I, I've dealt, uh, dealt with them, everyone in the office, absolutely amazing. And, um, and, and, and they're more than welcome to, um, you know, if anyone wants to go, go down and have a, a little look around, they've always told me that if, if, if you know anyone that wants to have a look around, just, Tell them to give them a call. Um, they're so, so friendly. But You Dan, know, it's cool to see, let me just say one last yeah. thing. It's cool to see this stuff on in a movie, but when you can see it in person with two eyes and stereo and feel it and smell the material, there's something about that that just, yeah. it, it takes it to a new level. So, And do you know what? Arnold Schwarzenegger isn't that big. <laughs> because they've got his costume there, but I was lucky enough to be at the warehouse and see Han Solo's jacket. You know the um, uh, the yeah, auction they did Strikes Back. two years ago, yeah, and they had Chris Chris Resort um, costume and Michael Keaton's Batman, uh, which was awesome. awesome. But yeah, to look at it close close up and know that that was on screen is magical. It really is. It but is. your but your show is still doing fantastic on Disney Plus. I know that we're Thank all you. dying for season two, uh, so I urge everyone to uh, go on Twitter. Give this. Disney, a bit of a, a nudge. Uh, yes, please. To rolling, Dan. Thank Ask you. Ask for season two. Yes, season two. Let's let's let let's make this campaign now. Hashtag uh, Prop Culture season two. Dan, yes. thank you very much. You look after yourself. Thank you. Keep safe. Great talking to you. You've been listening to Be More Super the podcast. It was crazy fun experience i love the show guys you're awesome listen my whole family loves it man if you enjoyed this episode be sure to hit the subscribe button and share with your super friends my world it means hope